Uh oh. Where's my book? It's time to clock in. It's another podcast? Come on, babe. Oh, you missed oh, it. You missed it. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the All Day Every Day show. Here's my book with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. Yo. You know what it is? What's popping in the kitchen today, man? <laughs> Powered by Dimers. Guys, Twin Spires, Twin Spires, Twin Spires, Twin Spires. You have two weeks now. Well, we're going into week five. So you guys have, I guess, one and a one, half weeks yeah, left. About one week since they won the Just series. about one week left um, to sign up on to Twin Spires. You can head over to www.dimers.com backslash ADED. And um, you show can just click love. the... Yeah, show us some love. You'll be supporting the show. Click the link and uh, you'll get a risk-free bet up to a thousand dollars and that's for the six weeks first six weeks of the season so that's running out but without further ado this is another guest show today um we're kind of keeping it on the on the money side of things for for my dimers guys out there hey jason what's up buddy um but so we're gonna why don't you just introduce what's going on today we're keeping the money in intact okay this is a not really a centralized sports gambling show, but we're going to keep it on the gambling side today. What do we got? So we, we've had we've had a number of different kinds of guests in the show. We are a diverse show. We do not discriminate your field of choice. <laughs> we have had professional MMA fires in the show. We've had professional gamblers on this show. We have had lawyers that own their own law firm on the show. That's true. Now we are joined by a young man who is a little bit older than us, walked the same hallways in high school as us. Comes from the ever so exclusive fraternity that is the Pencrest High School alumni. <laughs> Aspiring and will be one day World Series of Poker champion. Everyone, give it up for Joey Canada. Yeah! <laughs> what's up, buddy? How are Let's you? Let's fucking go, baby. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. I So, so I just want to talk about the story of how this like all happened. Because this happened like really fast. So, for... Obviously, I'm just going to kind of reiterate what happened to us, you know, last weekend when I saw you or last last Friday. I was at the gym and I got I walked in and I got a text, like an Instagram DM from Joey. And it was like, you know, did you just walk into the gym? And I was like, I saw an Instagram notification on my phone, but I, I you know how the Instagram notifications are. Like, I thought it was like somebody going live or something. Right. So I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know. I, I won't look at this. And then I opened it up and then I was like, wait, why is Joey Canada messaging me right now? So then I did a set and I came back and I was like, had the message up and I was about to hit like, you know how you accept the message. And then he comes up to me and I just start asking what he's doing. And he's now, you know, telling me that he's been taking poker seriously for, you know, since he was 21 and what are you, 24 now? Because you're, yep. you're, yeah, you're three years older than us. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm turning uh, 25 pretty soon. Oh my God. <laughs> this so, month actually. This month, <laughs> there you go. So um, we'll kind of just start there. Tell us how you started in this because manny and i like when we first started talking about you coming on i was like i just want to know like how do you even get into something like this like this uh, is just it's more than just putting thousands of dollars on a sports game right on, on a baseball game it's you know you're sitting down you're playing against other people it's a different play style just talk to us a little bit about how you even got into this so um i would say uh i started out like the first time i ever played poker was actually in high school um you know a couple my friends introduced it to me and uh, I had no idea what was going on, but I, I liked it. I thought it was fun, but I never really had the idea to uh, be, uh, you know, in, in that type of industry when I'm older, you know, like a, as a career. But um, 
uh, eventually, you know, I played it in college very frequently with my friends that I made at school. And uh, I got my ass whooped, man, like <laughs> real bad. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, it, it was bad. Um, like, you know, I, I was not good at the game at all, but, you know, I played it for fun. And uh, when summer came around, uh, it was after my junior year in school. Um, I had a labor intensive job in New Jersey. And uh, let me tell you, it wasn't fun. Like I was installing fences. So like it was it was like very intensive. And uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, there was um, there was one day where I was like, you know, I think I'm going to like try and like take poker seriously because like I've, I've uh, played it like at casinos before, but like, I've never really like study. like, I've tried to like study somewhat, like I've looked at videos a little bit, but I've never like bought a book or anything like that. Um, and then uh, one day after this job, I was like, you know, I'm just going to like buy my first book and see what happens. So I bought a book by uh, Jonathan Little. Um, he's a, you know, pro poker player. And I would say after reading that book, that probably made me around like a break even or slightly, slightly below or probably around a break even player. Um, and ever since that experience, um, it's been like three, it's been about three years ago since I've, I've done that or, or since I've bought that book. And I've been watching a lot of vloggers online um, you know, like that has helped me tremendously, um, in developing a strategy that's profitable in the long run. Um, and ever since then, uh, I've just been working on my game where there, there are many different ways to study in poker. Um, but you know, over the long run, I've, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy with all the time that I put in yeah, because sure. I'm to see like great results <laughs> now, you finally. Where'd you so, like first go to uh, play for, for the very first time? Where'd you go to, to play? Was it just a, like the know, first time I played? I think like the first Philly time I live played. or like Harris or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the first time I ever played was um, I think it was Harris in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, or like in Chester, actually. Um, and then, uh, but I didn't play often. Like I just went there every like once in a while to like play for fun. Um, and, uh, and when I started playing seriously, I was actually playing at Sands Casino in uh, uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, that was the closest casino in New Jersey to where I was. Um, and, uh, but I haven't been there since, like it's been a long time <laughs> since right. I've been there. But, um, you know, uh, ever since after that experience, I was playing at Harris pretty frequently. Um, and then, you know, I've played in Florida many times. Uh, in matter of fact, when I get done um, with school, um, I'm planning to move to Florida to play poker full time because the games down there are really good. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I heard you mention something about like making money in the long term. And there's that saying in, in poker where it's like, all right, in the short term, it's 70% luck, 30% skill, but to make money in the long term, it's 30% luck and 70% skill. How true would you say that statement is and what's your kind of ratio to this game is it's X amount of luck and X amount of skill? So you're always going to have people that um, say like, 
the game, like you're going to have people that, you know, have no idea like what's going on. And they're going to, they're going to say like, Oh, it's all luck. Right. Which, um, you know, obviously there's a component of luck, but uh, I mean, my biggest counter argument to that is, um, well, if it's all luck, how come the top 100 players keep winning exactly. every year? You know, like in the biggest tournaments, like are top 100 people like getting lucky? They've adapted um, a strategy that, you know, beats people consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's definitely a huge like strategy in the long run will definitely win you money um in in uh the the poker you know in the poker world um so yeah there is definitely a component of luck but uh your component of skill is definitely gonna um you know win you money in the long run yeah was there um, like like when you you talk about like the long run stuff can you just touch on a little bit about some of those wins that you got that was fulfilling to you that made you realize like oh shit i can actually do this like this is something that i can you know i can i can be profitable on this and i can continue to you know take this seriously than going to do my nine to five desk job yeah (laughs) so um like i have uh like stats you know i like log every session that i go and play at a casino um and i was in florida about um a month ago and my winnings were like quite substantial for <laughs> uh <laughs> for the two weeks i was there i don't want to like get into the details of that sure but sure. um i will uh like share with you my stats like you know um so in order to have like you know the long run when it comes to poker um when it comes to like gathering data yeah that's considered to be around like at least a thousand hours of gameplay and i have about 500 hours of data um which is like significant you know yeah, but in order to get how long does a session really be like if you I don't go even to have like 500 a, hours played on apex <laughs> if you my, go to like casino or something like is it like two hours do i sit there for three hours like my average session is about uh four four and a half hours okay. we're sitting we're, 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 we're locked in sure but when I get when I plan when I get out of school, I want to treat it more like a time job. And realistically, um, I mean, like I've sat at a table for 13 or 14 hours straight, which is like a long time. But, um, you know, like I want to treat it like a full time job and uh, try to uh, realistically try to put in like six to six and a half hours every day. And yeah. so I work probably Monday through Saturday and try to fit in about 40 hours a week or maybe just a hair under that, like 30, like seven or 36. But um, yeah, so for my overall uh, stats, um, I make about 74 an hour, um, which is great. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, and I wish I had my calculator. I want to do the math on that. <laughs> And um, so, have you guys had any experience playing poker? Not no, to, I know like, some of my boys that do. Like maybe yeah. like if like my friends will come over and you know we'll just do like a you know twenty to thirty dollar game and whatever. But you know I've played so, it and I sit there and I'm like, there's no way that strategically I could be like go to this game because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like you can't go to you can't go sit at a casino and play blackjack and be like, yeah, I'm really good at blackjack. Right. You can go and, and sit at a poker table and be like. 
I'm either good or I'm bad at poker. And, like, that's just how it goes. Like, you're allowed to say, just because of how the game works and the skill and the bluffing and the, the strategy, you can say, I'm either good or I'm either bad at poker. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think everyone is, like, starts off bad in poker because, like, you know, the the natural tendency in human nature is, like, just to, like, preserve your stack and to play very conservatively um but that's actually not a good strategy (laughs) in poker um but uh so to give you an idea of what or or like where the money comes from in poker um is very similar to playing rock paper paper scissors shoot so um or or like adopting a strategy that that's that's winning in the long run is it's kind of similar to playing rock paper scissors shoot so in um poker we have this thing called GTO, which stands for Game Theory Optimal. And to play a Game Theory Optimal strategy, all that means is, all that means is that you're playing a strategy such that your opponent cannot develop a counter strategy to exploit you. So what is it, what, what exactly does that mean? So, um, so for example, if uh, Alex and I were gonna play rock, paper, scissors, shoot, right? Um, what would be a bad strategy? Like, tell me a really bad strategy. Like, just use paper every time. Yeah. 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 That, and, and why is that, why is that a bad strategy? You're fucking with your probabilities. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm answering yeah. questions right I mean, class, like, basically. So, um, that's bad because then I'll recognize that you're playing paper every time. And in response, I'll adjust and play scissors every time. Mm. So, that is not the strategy that you chose is not a GTO strategy because I can exploit you. I can develop a counter strategy to make money off of you. So what would be a really good strategy in, uh, in rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Probably just to go like switch off every time. Maybe you go like uh-uh. rock, rock once yeah. and then you kind of see how the other guys play and then maybe throw paper the next uh-huh. or, and then go back yeah. to rock. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so you actually want to play them at equal frequencies right like you don't want to like play rock slightly more frequently or paper like less infrequently because if you do something too often or too little i'm going to be able to exploit you because of that you know like it, so you know if you play each one of them equal at an equal frequency, there is no strategy that I can adopt to exploit you. That's a GTO strategy. So in poker, it's very similar. You know, if you notice people at the table are doing things that are um, like if someone is playing or, or if someone is choosing to call uh, like too frequently or if someone is overfolding too frequently, like you have to observe these frequencies at the table um, in order to have an edge, just like in rock, paper, scissors, shoot, you have to be able to analyze if someone is playing scissors too frequently, you have to play rock more frequently. Right. Um, and, and that will earn you money in the long run by, by exploiting their tendencies. So do you think so, that um, like when you're playing at a casino, just, a you know, if you're going there to, let's say you're going on like a Friday night or whatever, and there's just a bunch of hacks there that are just coming after work. You could easily oh, yeah. like use that strategy because they're just there. Oh, I'm just going to go there and take some money and screw around, whatever. But do you think that's like the easiest way to do it versus like, you know, tournament style, professional style where everybody knows that I'm trying to be, I'm trying to read you at the table and how you're playing the game. 
Yeah. So um, I would say if you were to play in a cash game and during the weekends, your win rate is going to improve because you're going to have people that are doing things that are, um, you know, not, not it's nowhere close or right. that are farther away to a game theory optimal play you know they're going to be doing things that are that are causing them to gamble to, to make fundamental mistakes and you're able to exploit that a lot at the table um and uh you know i personally try to stay away from tournaments because um one it's slightly a different strategy and two uh the variance is a lot higher so in cash games you might have like uh, some period of time where you're not winning for for a, a fair amount of time, but in tournaments, you know there there are pros who will go years before they cash. You know, like if they decide to cash, and and for me, I define a cash as scoring in the top one percent in a tournament. So for example, so for example, if there's five thousand entrants, or like in the World Series of Poker, if there's I think there's around eight thousand, eight or nine thousand entrants you need to get in the top uh, 80 to 90 players, you know, to successfully cash because that those positions will pay like a lot, you know? Um, and it might be like, you could be like one of the best pros in the world and it could be a very long time before you're able to score in the top 1% and, you know, make a lot of money. Uh, so that's what I mean by high variance. Like, like you're just, it could be a long time before you have a huge win or before you even win at all, as opposed to a cash game. The longest you'll go on a downswing is like maybe a month, right. you know, like I've, I've had a month where I've been in the red, but not by much, you know? Um, and I've had, uh, you know, I've, I, it, but, but, you know, it, it's just much easier to make money from cash games in my opinion. So, uh, and a, and a big thing to talk about in poker that people don't realize is this thing called the, the rake, which is what the casino takes out. So in a cash game, the rake is about 5%, you know, as opposed to a tournament, if, uh, if there's a hundred entrants in a tournament and if the buy-in is a hundred dollars, uh, there should be a, um, $10,000 prize pool, right? Um, but the casino takes 20% of that right away. Oh, I didn't like know they, that. Yeah. Yeah. They take, they take, uh, automatically $2,000 out and, and then they decide to divvy up the 8,000 amongst the winners. Right. So like, you know, the rake is like much, much higher in, uh, tournaments. So yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I personally, I think if you want to like go for like the fame side, like you go for tournaments, but cash games are more reliable for like making like steady money, I'd say. Right. So, so like, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to these casinos, winning money, you're flying to Florida, winning money, doing all this shit. Yeah. That, that all that's cool. I think honestly, the most cool part about this, and obviously you're going to win the world series of poker one day. That's, that's pretty cool too. I think honestly, the coolest part about poker is you probably sat down against like next to and against some interesting fucking people. Have you have you, have you befriended any kind of crazy cool people or played against? So like, like, tell us some stories about kind of the craziest people you've met on the poker table. So um, there was one time I was at Harris. I was playing a one three six game, which is like, you know, the blinds. That's that's kind of small, but um, it's an uncapped buy-in. So like, people could buy in for like whatever they want, 
And like, there were people at that table that bought in for like 20 or $30,000, which is like a lot, you know? Um, which is like a lot. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, like I sat down at that table one time and, uh, just to like play. Um, and I was there for about 15 minutes, you know, there was some guy that was there and he gets up and he goes, and one of the guys that was sitting next to me kind of elbows me, nudges me a bit. And he says, Hey, you know, that was like the Eagles coach. Right. And I was like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> Yo. Um, and it turns out like Sirianni. What? Was it Sirianni? No, it probably, I don't, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was like uh, one of their, I was it, like, wasn't, no it wasn't Doug Peterson. It was, Deuce, it was Deuce Staley. Oh, no. I heard he's a big gambler. I heard he's a big gambler. No way. Yeah, I heard bro. he's a big gambler. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Deuce Staley, uh, which is like really cool. Um, I looked him up after, afterwards because like, I had no idea who he was, <laughs> but, um, was he the one that bought in for 30 K? I didn't talk to him. Huh? Was he the one that bought in for 30 K? No, I, uh, I, was like, I don't hey, quite geez. remember. I think he had about 10,000 in front of him. Yeah, something light, something light. Yeah, that, that's, but, that's um, but, uh, there was another one was in Florida. I actually met him like a few months ago and, and he actually knows my name. If I were to like, Bruce Daly. To him. No, no, this, no, no, this, no, no, no. I was like, Holy fuck. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know where this is going. I want to hear all about it. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, I, I would have never known if someone told me this, but he's played poker on poker go. Um, I don't know if you guys aren't familiar with that, but it's basically like a streaming service, uh, for poker you know, um, like they have like high stakes poker that you could watch on there. And he played on there. He's not a pro, um, but uh, he also was on Survivor at one point. So he's kind of a, like a TV celeb, which That's is like pretty crazy. crazy. But, um, you know, I'm sure as I like, you know, move higher in stakes, like I'll be able to, you know, really it's not moving up higher in stakes it's being invited to private games mm -hmm. where people play for like a lot of money yeah. and they don't play at casinos usually um i mean like you might get lucky and see like a couple celebrities that like that are playing really high up in in uh stakes but um yeah like the people you meet are really cool um you know i've there are a lot of poker vloggers out there that like vlog what you know vlog their sessions and um, I've been in touch with the poker vlogging community. Um, specifically, if you go onto YouTube and type in um, Harry B. Poker, uh, he has a vlog. Um, and Tim and I have gotten pretty close. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a really cool guy. <laughs> he, he actually um, just played a huge tournament event. He's 21. Um, he played in August. And uh, he scored eighth out of like, um, I think it was like 2,500 entrance. Insane. But, insane. The, but the buy-in was $5,000. So like, it was like a lot. And um, he cashed out for 130,000. That's and unbelievable. He, yeah, and he's, he's 21. So like, he's doing great <laughs> right now. So uh, shout out to him. But uh, I definitely plan on starting my vlog like a poker vlog eventually mm, um when i'm able to produce huh i was really just about to ask that it's funny because i was going to say like yeah so you're talking about these guys in poker that do these vlogs and it reminds me of like the bodybuilding scene because 
you either kind of hit or miss with bodybuilding. You either make a lot of money and win tournaments or you kind of in the middle of the way. So some people go to making content to like, yo, this is where I can get my consistent stream of income and I can use it to fund my bodybuilding mm -hmm. dream. I was saying, I was thinking like the same thing kind of in poker where it's like, all right, well, I can lose a shit ton of money. And like, sometimes I don't know if I have a consistent stream of income. So let me make content to have my consistent stream to back my bets. Is that something you're looking to do? Or are you thinking like, oh, I can just rake off of these corporate smokes that's walking the live on Wednesdays <laughs> or I got to make my content. <laughs> like, corporate I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, the, the biggest reason why I would start a vlog is to, uh, really get interconnected in the vlogging community um, with other poker players because there are vloggers who I've looked up to ever since I was getting started and uh, you know they're a bit difficult to reach out because like they're they're pretty big right. names you know and and they don't like they just don't want to reach out to random people that they don't know right. you know because they have like so many other people that are reaching out to them um, but you know hopefully when I start my vlog they're able to um, you know really hopefully that'll give me an edge towards like meeting the people who I've always really wanted to meet. Um, some big vlogging names are uh, Brad Owen, Andrew Nimi, um, Mariano, uh, this guy named Ethan, his channels, Rampage Poker. Um, these guys are like pretty big in the computer, uh, in the poker community. And it'd be great to have the opportunity to meet them. And being in the vlogging community would definitely give me an edge <laughs> towards meeting them. Yeah, so. just kind of connecting as well. So then you kind of have that like, you know, quote unquote family that it's like, oh, I know these guys. So because my next thing was going to be like, well, how do you get noticed to get into those tournaments? And I think maybe you're or to get invited is, is essentially what I was trying to say. So I guess, you know, maybe when you know those guys that are, more well known in the community then you can kind of they can maybe give you that push or because that's my other thing how do you like do you have to win a certain amount of tournaments for these people to notice that you're there to be like oh here you go like you're in right or do you have to you know have somebody else reach out and say something to them that says oh you know take a look at this guy he's doing this this and this like you should invite him to this next tournament um so you cut out a little bit, but I think I heard what you said. So, um, so when it comes to tournament play and like knowing what tournaments to play, um, tournaments are very public. Like you're able to like, personally, like I'm, you know, I don't do tournaments, but there are a lot of ways to be able to find out when tournaments are going on. Um, like, you know, if there's a casino by you, you can easily Google like, you know, like for example, if I was close to the Borgata, I could Google Borgata future poker tournaments and it'll be able to list the dates, you know, of like when all future poker tournaments are. Um, however, like if you're really well, like interconnected amongst the poker community um, or like just not, um, not really in the poker community, but just like well-known, it's very easy to like get contacts with other people. So, um, you know, if you're, very well interconnected, it would be really important for you to get in a great cash game. And what makes a great cash game good is um, having players that don't play professionally, right? Like, like, you know, if you're a pro, you don't want to be playing against other pros because your edge isn't going to be as significant, or maybe your edge isn't, isn't even there because the, the pros are better than you, you know, so you're actually going to be losing money in the long run against them. But, um, you know, like I said, like with those private games earlier and meeting like the big celebrities who have like a lot of money and who, who just want to play for fun. Like those are great games to get into because like 
you know, if you have a really good edge, um, you can make a lot of money quick. Like if the big blind is like a hundred dollars and, you know, depending how good the, your opponent or like your opponents are, your edge could be about 10 big blinds per hour. So, you know, if the big blinds a hundred and 10 times that per hour, you could be making about a thousand dollars an hour, which is great. Um, I mean, that's great. That's great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, so, uh, that that's another reason to get well connected in the into the poker community because you could you know um it's easier to like just get interconnected with with uh cash games that are like very lucrative and stuff like that uh personally like i i would just want to get connected with the poker community just because like i want to meet the people i've always wanted to meet (laughs) you know yeah 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 so uh you know um i would say like without uh, without watching their videos, I would never be at the point at where I'm at today, you know, because they were definitely a good way to, uh, get better, you know? Um, but there's, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So, so say, say you come up 5k real quick out live when you're walking out, do you take a little stop by the, the blackjack tables, roulette table, play a little sports books, or you just get the fuck out of there? You don't touch any other gambling, but poker. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, the casino, any, any game where you're playing against the house, mm. uh, you're just not going to have the edge. <laughs> I, wish I mean, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless like, you know, unless you're a professional sports better, like James Holsauer, like, have you guys, you guys heard of him, the Jeopardy champion? No, um, I haven't, but it sounds like Jeopardy that's champ. another guy that I need to get in my contact list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, an actual like uh he was like the uh guy that competed with ken jennings with like you know breaking his record on jeopardy um and uh he was yeah he's a professional sports gambler and uh he was making like great money you know on on jeopardy just because uh, like his betting Uh... strategy is able to optimize the amount that he wins so he was able to win yeah, he was able to win about twice as fast as uh, Ken Jennings was. So what that means is I think the all-time record, uh, yeah, the all-time like money record that, that someone has won from Jeopardy was like probably four million bucks. Maybe, like it, it might it, it just might be like an arbitrary number. Like yeah, I yeah, might yeah. that yeah. might not be true. But um, you know, maybe something like that. And let's say he got there in a hundred games. Okay, that was done by Ken Jennings. So uh, James was able, was only able to win up to 40 games. However, he was already like, let's say at the, uh, like at like, I don't know, like the 3 million or $4 million mark already, you know, because like he, he's winning like twice as fast, literally. Um, because like, there's a whole betting strategy to uh, Jeopardy that can optimize how much you win. So that's really important. That is. Very that's cr- I yo. I feel like poker players are different, man. There's no yeah, way. Just, if like I it's... if I walk in there on a Monday night, not even Monday nights, Monday two o'clock, I go play some poker for about four hours. I come up like ten k. Oh, Monday night football is an hour. I'm putting a thousand chips on this. I can't. Poker players are just different though. The discipline it takes and sure. all that stuff because. That's the one thing I feel like will separate a lot of poker players. We've got guys that are like, all right, I hit big on this table real quick. I'm not going to chill out. I'm going to keep gambling. And those are the guys that lose in the long term. So I guess poker players are cut from a different cloth, I guess. I couldn't be one of them. 
I think I think that there's actually a lot of uh there's a lot of pros that have like gambling problems. I mean, like I don't <laughs> think it's really a problem because yes, they're good. It, it's not a problem because they're good, but like if they sucked, um obviously it would be a problem because right. they would be losing a lot of money. But um uh, I would say like when I first got started out, uh, you know, uh, like if I bought in for two or 300 bucks, like that's a lot of money to me, like when I'm like 21 or 22, you know? Yeah. So when I sat down, um, you know, when I have like a big hand, like my heart's like racing and, you know, the adrenaline like gets going and it's a lot, it doesn't really feel good, you know, but like, it, it's definitely a rush of adrenaline for sure. Um, and if I didn't hate losing money so much, like the, the feeling of losing money, like really hurts, like it really hurts. And if it didn't hurt me so much, I, that probably wouldn't motivate me to study, you know, because I, I hate losing money. So, (laughs) um, like the pain of losing money definitely motivates, uh, poker players to go and study and to play better yeah that's so. like the uh the gift and, and a curse that he comes with but it, that's all like good things about it so the the next thing i want to ask is like you know you said that when you're done school headed down to florida um is there like a a, a time that you you kind of have in terms of when that's gonna when those moving parts are gonna start to come together and do that i might have just cut out oh the good old internet are we back? Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there like a timeable, <laughs> you know, like, I guess date or or couple weeks or a couple months where you know like this is where I want to uh, go down? Obviously, like when you're done school, but is there like a an actual time yeah. where you know like I'm going to Florida? This is where I'm officially going as hard as I ever have in this um, and trying to officially you know do this. I would say in January Ooh, is when the New time is to happen um and uh vlogging like vlogging restrictions in pa are like really bad like i've tried to um vlog here at philly live and like they're very like i mean it's not just live it's it's in pennsylvania in general they're they're very strict with um uh cameras at the table and stuff like that as opposed to florida there's a lot of seminal casinos that are really open as long as you speak to the poker director and you get um clearance from them you're able to film on a table with uh special restrictions like obviously like you can't have audio in there from people talking at the table or you can't have anyone's face in there things like that but but it's much easier to get like filming uh permission uh in florida as opposed to pennsylvania but um yeah anyway i i definitely start uh I, I plan on being down there in January um, and going really hard with it for one or two years. So that's yeah. insane. And so, so have you uh, been from the winnings that you, that you have already, have you been uh, treating that cash nicely and, and being smart with that? So you're, you're ready yes. to kind of take <laughs> yes. this to the next step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like um, I'm not really a big spender. I do not like to like, live the lavish lifestyle per se. Um, I mean, like really what matters to me is I just want to have enough money to not have to worry about bills or like li- basically live financially free, yep. have enough passive income, pro- probably around 10,000 a month in passive income would be ideal just so, you know, I don't ever like, 
what makes me happy is traveling and and spending time with my friends. So it would be great if I could just do all that and not have to work, yeah. you know, because uh, work takes up such a huge part of people's lives these days. So, um, you know, I definitely plan as I'm making money with poker. Um, I want to go into the real estate investing, uh, you know, in, into real estate investing, yep. uh, because that's, if you know what you're doing there, that's very lucrative. And that's actually the most popular profession for millionaires in the United States is like some form of real estate investing. So, um, you know, hopefully I'm able to get there uh, and, you know, uh, just one step at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have so. you had like um, people from Pencrest or people from the area see that, like see what you're doing and be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, has that, have you had those conversations with people before? Or, cause I was talking to my brother about this before we, yeah, started recording with you and he was like, Oh yeah, like I know exactly what he's doing. Like I've seen on his his uh, Instagram stories that, you know, the the chips, like it looks like he's just balling it. So uh does <laughs> he have any of those like conversations where people from, you know, I guess I should say, quote unquote, the past that right. are like, dude, what are you doing? Like what is this? Yeah. So um I I mean like anyone who I come in contact with the past that's like, hey, like what are you up to? Um sometimes I'm a little hesitant to explain what I'm doing because yeah. there's like definitely a negative connotation that comes with, um, or a, ne a negative stigma that comes to, uh, you know, gambling for a living essentially. But in my eyes, it's not really gambling if the edge is in your favor, you know, like, like you could say the house and the players are gambling, but the house isn't really gambling because they're making money in the long run. Right. You know, you're playing so, against like, other people versus the house. Yeah, exactly. And it's not gambling as long as the people that you're playing with are worse than you, you know, because really in the long run, like you will be winning. Um, and uh, people from the past, um, you know, I, I definitely have like my close friends from high school. Um, they're all getting very involved in like their job life and stuff. So it's like hard to keep in touch with them. But, uh, you know, my friends from school, I, I call them every day and they're very uh, supportive. Especially, I mean, like in the beginning, they were a little skeptical, especially the ones that were kicking my ass in uh, college, you know, and taking my lunch money. <laughs> so you want to be a fucking professional. This guy. I should be a professional, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were all shitting on me. I was like, I was like, I think I want to do this, you know, like, like kind of joking, but like not, not at the same time. Yeah. And they were like, no, come on, like, you can't do that, you know, like. <laughs> They were like, they were like, you don't even realize how much studying like it's going to take to be really good. Um, and they were right. Like, I didn't really understand how much studying it took. But eventually, like, you know, I just really put my heart into it. And uh, finally, um, you know, the results will speak for themselves eventually. Yes, they will. So, yeah. What was it like? You said like the 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 friends that were kind of giving you that doubt. What was it like with the old folks though? I feel like that's even worse. Like you go in one day and like, hey, mom, dad, listen, I just won fifteen k from Philly Live. I'm going again tomorrow, and I'm probably going after that, and I'm probably not going to work a job. I'm probably going to do this. Like, what was that conversation like? Was that a little rocky? Were they supportive? Uh, with my parents, yeah. Um, so like, my mom and my dad were both very against it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that's that, yeah, that's believable. And, yeah. Yeah. That, that's totally fine. Like if I had a kid that told me that I wouldn't be about it, you know? And, um, I mean, like it depends if they wanted to pursue poker, that's fine because I could get them there, you know, but if I had no poker background and let's say I went like the normal, like 
job route where I got like a corporate job or something and they told me that type of info, I'd be like, you're nuts, you know, like, don't don't get that. Um, One, because like, I'm totally ignorant to the fact that it's actually a winnable game. Um, But, you know, you're gambling for a living. (laughs) So, um, but uh, yeah, anyway, for my mom, um, she was not against it. I mean, she was against it, but now she is not really against it because I've been able to help her out financially quite a few times. So, um, uh, I think after that happened, like she realizes that I'm able to like make a lot of money with it. Um, and my dad, on the other hand, I think he will never think it's a good idea until he sees me <laughs> making. Like he, he he's been aware of like how much I've been winning, and um, and he's like he's still just like no, you know. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, I think he would be less against it. Like if, if I were to do this for like three or four more years. And if I worked up a couple million dollar bankroll, that's, I think that would be sufficient evidence for him to look at that and be like, okay, well, if this is what's been happening over the course of five years, you know, like it's very, it's very hard for someone to get lucky for five years straight and build, build something up from like $200 all the way up to like a few million, you know. Yeah, the, the stats so. don't lie, you know. <laughs> a World Series so, of poker um, ring on your finger too. Slap that bitch on the table, like yeah, here's that. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. The last so. thing I'll ask you, um, uh, before we let you go is is so I know like when I watch like the World Poker Tour or like World Series of Poker on TV, um, I see how like they're doing all those tricks with the with the chips mm-hmm. and they're like flipping them around in the in their hands and stuff like that. I don't know how, it, but it looks like super cool. Like it's just like something they're able to, is there like, have you been able to learn that stuff just because you're playing and like how, like, why is that a thing? You know what Sit I mean? Sit in your fucking room all day and just like, just, like, play it's, with like you're it's like it's like swag. You're like, you're, you're drippy at <laughs> oh, yeah, the table saucy. just doing that stuff. Yeah, so have you like yeah. learned some of that stuff or, and, and like, why yeah. is that like a thing that we, that we do? Yeah. So <laughs> It's so funny that you say that. I'm actually like playing with chips right That's now. That's why I heard it. That's why I asked. I knew I was going to be like, you got poker chips on you right now. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, no, it's um, I, like when I first got started off, like when I watched like pros like online play, I was like, damn, like that's so cool. You know, like and uh, my roommates and I, I was like, damn, I got to I got to learn how to do that because they're looking like, I don't know, like I think it shows that they have like table experience you know like like on the yeah because it does it does take a little bit of time to like be able to do that but um you know uh so like in the beginning i was like i was literally there with my friends like trying to practice like a (laughs) shuffle you know and like learn all the little things um but like over time after learning it like i don't really care about that anymore because that doesn't matter right (laughs) but um uh like if you go to the table you'll definitely see me doing it and it's really just like a like you know the same thing as like twiddling your thumbs i guess Mm -hmm. uh but i i don't know i just do it there to like think but um here's like here's like one of them (laughs) so sick (laughs) and is that is that is that are those uh philly live chips there that we're just waiting to cash yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, play yeah I mean like i just have like chips on me so like that way i don't have to like go to and from the cage okay. you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like 
I mean, in my opinion, I think the lines could be kind of long. So it's a little bit of a waste of time just going to and from the cage, especially like, you know, like, especially if I'm going to go back the next day and get chips again, you know, so it's just convenient to keep like a couple thousand like in, uh, you know, in chips just so like, you know, I don't have to like keep exchanging. Uh, It'd just be convenient if I could go to the cage like once a week. So yeah, or the cashier, whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The, your your uh, the, the poker your terms. language from from cashier to yeah, is, is a little bit different for us. But uh, we'll start using that. Joey, Going thank you cage. so much for your time today. We're definitely going to be uh, watching you as as you you know go through this whole journey and this whole process of taking this even more seriously than you ever have. Um, you know, when you go down to Florida, you know we're going to be watching from behind the scenes and and you know just bet your bottom dollar that uh you'll be seeing some more messages from us about coming to talk about these crazy stories again so thank you so much really appreciate it thank you for having me out here hopefully uh you know my hopefully uh you know me talking will enlighten some people because there's a lot of uh confusion and a lot of negative stigma when it comes to like you know or poker player one listening to this it might clear something up so uh but anyway yeah thank you so much for having me on here (laughs) yeah no problem thank you take care guys thank you Damn, that was fucking good. That was insane. That was bro. good, bro. That was um, good. It's just that we got we got interneted sometimes. Yeah, we, there was calling. a couple times. We're just guys, getting, we're getting interneted. Just, yeah, thanks for sticking around for for this this one. Um, we did have some technical difficulties here, but again, this is just the internet world that we live in. Um, you know, it's it's cool that we're able to just find some people like this that we can just call in. So, you know, we obviously appreciate you guys for sticking around for that. But this was uh, a great interview for us. It happened so fast. I mean, I, I saw this guy Friday. And, uh, you know, we just discussed what this meant for us and, and obviously what his story, his story was. So it was easy to say, you know, you come talk to us and, and this is going to be great for obviously how our dynamic of the show has really, uh, turned over the past couple of months. So it's still on the gambling side. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of these people that are tuning in here for gambling will be like, damn, this is not, you know, thrown 5k on the Yankees tonight, you know, as I'm wearing my Jersey, you know, this is, this is me going to, to play strategically at the casino, at the table. So it's definitely something that we're going to be keeping an eye on because you never know. You hear a lot of those crazy stories. And, and when Manny and I first talked about having Joey on, it was like guys like that have so many cool stories about you know who they met at the table or how much money they had to throw down to buy in or how you learned about. So just to, to keep in, in, in touch with him and, and his journey throughout this is going to be crazy because, you know, when he, like he said, Florida is there to, to go do vlog and stuff like that. That's going to be the space for him to go really do this even more than what he is now. So um, just to kind of see him take off and, and obviously to, to get him back on here is going to be super cool. Yeah. So thanks thanks for you guys for tuning in for this one. This is a, a, a little bit of a different one, but, but super cool. So uh, you can check out all the updates on this one coming out. We're going to have some clips about this one. Um, all the, the strategic stuff that Joey was talking about, it kind of sounded like we, we learned a lot, you know, we learned a lot from all these ones where Cap's sitting here talking about his strategies and betting. And then you hear Joey, like a teacher. And he's like, you know, with, with that, with that run, that one rule where he's, where he's comparing it to rock, paper, scissors. So all those kind of teaching moments for you guys, you can see on the Twitter at ADED podcast and the Instagram at ADED pod. Be sure to, to be on the lookout for the, the giveaway on there as well. And again, all you got to do is, is DM us proof of you depositing, 
uh, signing up, depositing, and placing that bet. You can send a picture of that bet, and and we'll we'll take a look at it and add you to the tally list. And that that will be concluding at the end of October. So you have a whole month to do this. Be sure to get in on that. The TikTok is the All Day Everyday Show. We've gained a couple followers, but we're still still shy of 100, and I'm not liking that. We need 1,000. We need 1,000 to go live. And if you want to see the fellas live, head over to the Twitch, which is simply All Day Everyday Show. Streaming some Fortnite. Streaming some Apex. Um, a lot of cool content on there. We're trying to do some... We'll probably do the giveaway when we actually do the giveaway at the end of the month. We'll probably do the giveaway on Twitch. So if you're not uh, following the Twitch, head over to that as well. And, and simply the Facebook page is just the name of the show. This was a super cool uh, episode. I don't know what you think about just, you know, as we kind of closing out here. What do you think just because it's not somebody like we get guys on here that are, you know, five, six, seven thousand followers. This is a guy that doesn't have that. We went to high school with this kid. But it's a crazy story. So, like, I don't know. Like, did you think that was? Uh, no, nah, it, it was it was cool just to have it like a, it was a change of pace. You know what I mean? There was there was way more strategy behind it. Like obviously, Kenny comes in, breaks on the analytics, and yeah, yeah, sure. Us, but like this was different. Like we got GTOs and FOPs yeah, that was the one. Yeah, all yeah. This shit. It was different ones. It was it was cool. I think a lot of people. It might. And a lot of people, I feel like, are gonna watch this and be like, "Fuck, I might just play some online poker and just see yeah. what happens. See if I can get good. I might fucking do it low key because going there and playing blackjack isn't the move. I might need some more. Uh, yeah, and, and like that's the best. Definitely thing to was think a cool change too. of pace. Something for a lot of people to watch if they're just interested in poker and never really knew the ins and outs of it even seeing someone like that like these are the people that run the poker tables it's not like you could tell he's like he's he's smart as hell calculated as fuck like you you can you can just tell like yeah hell like if if i'm sitting next to a guy at the poker table that looks like that like i'm probably in some fucking i'm like can i it can't is it too late to get out like can i leave this table but it's definitely something to to take note of and i think that the moral of the story is obviously you know somebody that's literally doing it from the bottom but even more so, when you're looking at the casino aspect of things, you're playing against other players here. Facts. You're not playing against the house, and that's something that is uh is is something that you should be very mindful of when you're thinking about poker, when you're talking about poker, and and especially when you want to go play poker. So thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning into this one. Stay great, be great, because you fucking are. Yes. Another banger and another gambler. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. You can call me all day, AJ. See you next time, fellas. Love ya. I might go play some poker right now. <laughs>